Welcome back to the Crow's Nest. My name is Jackson Shank, alongside my co-host Justin Valenzuela for episode 34, where we are going to tackle the NFC North, get our predictions in there, and talk some NFL Top 100 because the list is bonkers every year. It's voted on by the players, so that adds a little bit of just a wrench thrown in the mix. But before we get there, Justin, how are you doing today, my friend? Jackson, second day of class, all went smooth. I knew where everything was this year. I didn't have to ask anyone. <laughs> so, you know, that's always a plus. And yeah, this class has seemed cool. I got actual, it's so far, decent professors for the most part. So I'm looking forward to the school year, looking forward to cranking out episodes and getting A's. So, Ooh, nice. Hell yeah. You and I, you and I have a class together. I know. That was a shocker <laughs> on Monday. I pull up, I'm expecting, yo, it was like, 12:32, so it's just the middle of the day i kind of i didn't just roll out of bed but you know i knew i could sleep in so i was i was milking it a little bit i roll up i show up 15 minutes early because i wanted a nice seat i'm sitting there on my computer and i just hear look at this guy and immediately i'm like no way i have a class with the jackson shank so that was a lot of cool that, that was fun and you know what jackson's already reminding me we got readings due so it's already reaping i'm reaping in the benefits of having jackson in my class yeah, you know, your boy cares about his academics just a little bit. All right, let's get let's get into this. NFC North. Jay, we've been talking about this for like the past week and Dude, it's been much more than a week. We firstly we disagreed when it came to what were we talking about? We were talking about Jair Alexander and we, we've been disagreeing about this division for a fat minute. Yeah. And I'm actually so excited that we can finally talk about it because we already all for a pep two division, two different division winners, significantly right. too. And you know what? We always start with my division winner, so screw it. We're flipping the script. Hell yeah! Let's talk your division winner. My division winner by one game is none other than the Green Bay Packers. I don't think it's going to change this year. See, in in, in a okay next year, probably not going to lie, probably because I think a lot of the teams in that division are going to get a lot better. But this year, I think this is the final year uh, that the Packers kind of control the north and i think it, it, it's a telling sign that i think things are going to start to change because i have them going nine and zero versus losing teams but three and five versus winning teams so that's something to keep an eye on they open up the year against the minnesota vikings which is who i have finishing second in the division by one game uh and i actually have the vikings winning that game it's at home i think they're two very evenly talented teams i think it's going to go down to the wire be a very competitive game uh much like they're other game that they're going to have against each other. I think they're both going to be very competitive. And, you know, I got the I got the Vikings squeaking one out at home. And, you know, the first part of the schedule for them is, is pretty easy. Heading, They don't have their bye until week 14, firstly. So I'll just split it. Week 8, I only have them losing three games. I have them going 5-3, and three, heading into week 8. And then if you want to squeak into week 9 in there, you know, they beat the Lions. So, you know, they're kind of rolling 6-3. and three, And then they run into trouble. They play the Cowboys week 10 and the Titans Week 11. I have them dropping those games. And then they play the Eagles Week 12. I actually have the Packers winning that game. And then they go on a little tear. I have them beating the Bears uh, Week 15. No, Week 14 bye. And then Week 15 coming out, they play the former Super Bowl champions on Monday Night Football. I have the Packers winning that one at home. And then they kind of finish out on a nice four-game winning streak, beating the Vikings Week 17 at home to kind of solidify that division title. Yeah, I mean, it's a rod. That's 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 where we have to start with this. It's it's Aaron Rodgers and it's two time MVP, but he has no one to throw to. Yeah. So they're gonna lose more games this year. They're not gonna be a thirteen and three team. 
or yeah. what would well, be? I have, I have them losing one more game. Right, I have them winning. Or I have them losing three more games because without Devontae Adams on the field, it's a whole different game. So, like Justin, I have the Vikings winning in Week One, the Bucks winning in Week Three, and the Bills winning in Week Eight. So going into that, we have the same record: five and three for the Packers. Okay. Now here's where we disagree a little bit. I think Dallas is Dallas in Week Ten, and they go into Green Bay and they lose because they're Dallas. I don't know how many more times I'm going to say Dallas, but then I think week 11, hear me out, okay? What if we see Malik Willis on the field by that time? He's been impressing in preseason. Right. He's way more fun and entertaining than Ryan Tannehill. Mm -hmm. You have a second dimension of the offense. Could you imagine a read option with Derrick Henry and Malik Willis? You have a shifty quarterback, and then you have a guy who could just straight bulldoze people. I don't know. Sounds pretty interesting. It's a short week, Thursday night football. I think the Titans win that game. With or without Tannehill? I think even with Tannehill, just because I it's agree. a short week and you're growing later in the later in the year. Yeah, I know it's going to be colder, but at the same exactly time, yeah, at the same time, Aaron Rodgers does play in the cold there in Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm, it's more so the the defense. Derrick Henry, yeah, in like sub zero weather. Good luck. That's if he's healthy. So yeah, yeah. Assuming. Well, I would like to operate under the fact that everyone is healthy. Sure. Because you never want to see. Injuries. No. Yeah. 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 You can't predict injuries. All right. Week twelve and thirteen. I have wins for them. Yes. The Eagles fall. Uh, two big road games, honestly, and then they go back home against the f- reigning Super Bowl champions. Have a loss there, and then week sixteen, I have a surprising high flying win for the Miami Dolphins, who. Yes, that's right. I'm going to trust Tua in this game, even though, you know, who knows? Maybe Mike McDaniels figured it out. Maybe Teddy Bridgewater is in there, and they're actually winning games. Who knows? But then to close it out, two wins, so they split with the Vikings, and they take it. They take the win over the Lions, giving them second in the division at 11-6. and six. So my thing is, Jackson, you talk about how, you know, he has no one to throw to, blah, 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 blah. You still got A.J. Dillon. You got Aaron Jones. You got a beefed-up offensive line. Hopefully, David Bakhtiari's out. Hopefully not for the full season. But either way, those are two very, very good running backs. I honestly think they're two great running backs, and they coexist in the same backfield. It's going to be a lot of ground and pound. It's going to be a different style of offense. And then, you know, their their defense is going to be significantly better. Yes, they lost Zadarius Smith. However, they drafted Christian Watson at wide receiver, so that's still a target. Hopefully he improves. Quay Walker at linebacker, who's an athletic freak who I think can make an immediate impact. Devondre Campbell's back. Devontae Wyatt was drafted, adding beef to that defensive line. It's going to be a scary defensive line still. And then the X factor with this defense, I think, is Jair Alexander is coming back from injury. Hopefully, prayers up that he will play a full season. And I think that alone will keep them afloat more so because he's probably one of, if not the best cornerback in the league. You can make an argument for him being the best cornerback in the league. Anytime you get the best cornerback in the league on top of an already strong defense, Chances are you're going to win a lot of football games, and that's exactly why I have them going. Twelve and five is a very respectable record. They took a step back, understandably so. They retained the top of the division. I just think it's going to be another year. You head in, you doubt the Packers, and they prove you wrong. Well, I can doubt the Packers all I want because they got no one to throw to. And guess what? Guess what wins football games? That's offense. We're in an offense-based league, and I don't care if Jair Alexander's coming back, and I don't care that he's such a high-praised and high-paid corner. Because you know who's better than Jair Alexander? Justin effing Jefferson. Jay Jettis is going to carry this Viking squad. 
using Kevin O'Connell's new explosive offense, get Mike Zimmer out the door, and he's going to make this team fun, exciting, and they're going to be able to win games. You're talking about an offensive coordinator that operated around Jared Goff, okay? And as much as Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins, I think he's at least a step up from Jared Goff. No doubt at, about that, yeah. At bare minimum. Also, you have J. Jeff, who is, I believe, the most talented wide receiver in the league. So you go from having Cooper Cup to a guy who is probably faster and I would say has very similar route running. Cooper Cup may have a step on him there. No, I think I think Jefferson is better than Cooper Cup. Jackson, Which, all hmm. I'm going to say is I cannot wait. I can't wait hmm. to talk about a team that has a quarterback with no one to throw to. I'm just leaving you with that. Because if that's your argument, I can't wait to come back to this later. I really can't. We can we could talk about that we'll later. We'll see who steps up, but you have proven offensive weapons in Minnesota. I have them going thirteen and four this year. They're going to be one of the top seeds in the NFC, just purely because the NFC is not that great. Uh they're not going to be great against winning teams. I have them going four and four because at the end of the day, they are limited by Kirk Cousins ceiling, but they have Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and Adam Thielen. Those are great weapons on that offense, right? So, schedule. Let's break it down. There are four losses. Week four, they head into New Orleans. I think the defense is strong there with Marshawn Lattimore. It's going to be a test for Kirk Cousins with a strong defensive line in New Orleans. And I think the New Orleans Saints can be one of the better teams in the NFC this year. They just have to make sure they operate as a whole team. They played really good defense last year. They were all over at the quarterback position. Now they got more weapons, and they have Jameis at at what should be a starting position for the whole year. I don't see him losing the job to Taysom Hill. Me either. Okay. Their next loss, the Bills in Week 10. You head to Buffalo. I'm sorry. That team is just too good. You have the X-Factor in Josh Allen. When you have an X-Factor quarterback and an X-Factor wide receiver, that makes you one of the best offensive teams in the NFL. You look at it across the board. Last year there was Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. I mean, he still has got he still has Travis Kelsey. Um, you have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. You had Aaron Rodgers and, um, wow, Devontae Adams. Cannot believe I forgot his name. But anyway... Just examples of how great teams can be with that X-Factor QB plus X-Factor wide receiver. And they have an insane defense, okay? Plus you're in Buffalo. Anyway, week 15, I think the Colts can come to town and beat them. I do not think that their rush defense is strong enough. Yes, they just got Zadarius Smith from the Green Bay Packers, but I just don't think it's enough to stop everyone on that offensive line and Jonathan Taylor. Right, So I think the Vikings have their way, control that game, show them what old-school football looks like. And I think towards the end of the season, the Vikings get a little shaky, but at the same time, they're a 13-win team. Week 17, this is a classic Vikings moment. I have to put it in here. I don't like doing it, and I honestly would may look at this again and say, you know what, I think the Packers take the first matchup and the Vikings take the second one just because they always split, and you never know whether it's going to be at home or away. But I have the Packers winning in Week 17. I just think by that time, Minnesota's going to be much better. So I may flip the script and have Week 1, Green Bay coming out, Aaron Rodgers, like a prove-it game, and then Week 17, the Vikings come back and say, nope, see you later, 
old man you're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Anyway, 13-4 and four division winners. Minnesota finally gets the offensive tools that they need in an offensive-minded coach like you saw with the Rams last year, and they explode onto the scene in the NFC. Fair enough, Jackson. I actually have, heading into Week 10, that Buffalo matchup, I have the same exact record. You know, I have them having, going 8-2 and two through, and then honestly, they continue. They go on an absolute tear for me, just like you. Through Week 13, they are 10-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. But you're forgetting one thing, Jackson. Oh, they're the Minnesota Vikings. This is the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> And this is Kirk Cousins. This is the same team I watched lose to Cooper Rush on primetime football. Come on now. I was literally just talking to my buddy who's a big Vikings fan today. And I was telling him because I was he, he was asking about the podcast. I was letting him know, like, oh, yeah, um, I think the Vikings, we're, we're about to talk about the NFC North today. I think the Vikings are going to go 11-6. and six. And he's like, fair enough. I was like, yeah, I think you guys have a high ceiling, too. I think you could win 12, 13 games if everything goes right. You guys are going to be a good football team this year. He said, I hope so. We're just the Vikings. And I couldn't agree more. I have the Vikings winning one game from week 14 to week 18. I think the wheels fall off the track heading into the playoffs, which is something you never want to see. Week 14, Lions at home. Lions take that game. Week 15, like you said, Colts. And don't even make that face at me, Jackson. You're high on the on the Lions. So why are you even – I don't understand why. Oh, Jackson, come on. I have the Lions going 7-10. and 10. That's reasonable. It's pretty high, though. I'm still high on them. That doesn't mean I'm high no. as high well, on them yes, you as have, beating the Vikings. You have, you have the Lions 7-10 now, but at one point, you did not have the Lions at That's 7 true. 10. I had them with two more wins, and I had them going positive. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Week 15 Colts, just like you. I have yep. them taking Week 16 against the Giants. It's just by Week 16, I expect the the circus to be in town in Minnesota by Week 16. Uh, and then Week 17, just like you, Packers take that game. But Week 18... You're gross for this. You're week so 18, gross for this. Now, let this. me explain myself. Let me explain myself. It's a grudge match. You know, the Bears, they're, it's going to be a lost season. Trust me. We'll get to it in a little bit. It's going to be a lost season for you guys, and you guys know it. So, like, there's no there's no real, like, hate when I say this. The Bears are going to be a very bad football team. However, it's a division rival, and they have a chance to play spoiler. The Packers are going 12-5, and five, and the Vikings are going 11-6. and six. At this point in time, both teams, at the start of kickoff, both teams will be 11-6. and six. Gunning. You win. Quite po- quite possibly, Packers lose, Vikings win. You're, you win and you're in for the division. The Vikings are still going to make the playoffs, I think. But basically, this is a grudge game for the Bears. They have, they're going to play all out because this is the biggest game. You think they care if this loses them the first overall pick or not? No. They want to... Listen, I, before you even say something, the Jaguars last year were fighting for the first overall pick, and they had an opportunity to knock the Colts out of the playoffs. They went out, played their hearts out, and upset the Colts. Did you really think the Colts were going to lose that game heading in? No, but you're talking about one game. No, I'm just, dude, this happens all the time. A few years ago, I'm just a Jets fan, so this comes right to my head. (laughs) Jets, win and you're in, we lost to the Bills. Bills were not making the playoffs, it was a loss of a season, but they went, they played the hardest football they played all year, they played their hearts out because it meant so much to them to knock a division rival out of the playoffs. You're telling me when you can, someone you hate, you have a chance to ruin everything for them? absolutely you're going to go out and do it. The coaches, it's going to be more in it for the coaches, more in it for the fans, more in it for the players. It's going to mean more simply because it is a chance for the Chicago Bears to knock the division rival Vikings out of the top seed in the division. That's simply the only reason I have them winning. And Justin Fields, rookie quarterbacks turn up at the end of the year. He's not a rookie anymore, but young quarterbacks always turn up at the end of the year. They're starting to develop a little bit more. 
Come on now. Don't hate on the Bears. You're gross for this. You are. Because here's the thing. If the Vikings are 13-4, and like I'm saying, they could push for a top seed in the NFC. The one spot that gives them a bye. You're telling me against the Chicago Bears, that's when they flop? Yes. They put this all-effort season in. They head to Chicago, and the wheels fall off. In Chicago, yes. Here's the thing. In in here's Chicago, the thing. Here's where the thing. it will be negative degrees, and the Vikings, who play in a dome and live in the tundra, but play in a dome, who are used to warm weather inside of said dome, will absolutely flop in sub-zero degrees that the Bears are trained for. And even more so if they're gunning for the top seed in the in the divi- uh, in the conference. The Bears are going to play even harder, because now they're screwing them out of home field advantage. Come yeah. on now, bro. One one answer to your question, Dalvin Cook. If the if the game's frozen over, sorry, Dalvin Cook. Okay, Dalvin Cook. Okay. Thirteen and four for the Vikings. Justin's got him at eleven and six. Yep, correct. Yep. And here's the thing, Jay. If they go twelve and five up to the point of beating or of losing to the Packers, they could sit their starters because even if the Packers win the next game, they're still eleven and six on yeah. the season. So Bears win that game if they sit the starters. What's the big deal? Well. The Vikings or, still or Jackson, win the division. Let me That's pose you this. Point. Let me pose you this. Maybe theoretically speaking, the Vikings don't have a tiebreaker over the Packers. So whether they win or lose doesn't matter. Eleven and six, twelve and five won't matter. They don't have the tiebreaker, which actually they wouldn't because the Packers are five and one in the division, and the Vikings are three and three as it stands in this. So whether they That's because you have them losing to the Lions and the Bears. Yes. Yeah. Well, they will. I um, have them five and one in the division. Yeah, and you have, and you have everyone, and you have the, the Steelers, and you have the Steelers going five and twelve, and right. you have the Vikings going twelve and five. But the the Chiefs are going to go sixteen and one or seventeen and zero because you know no wide receivers, but we can spread it around five different times. Same rationale with the Packers do. They got five different weapons to spread around. I can't wait to talk about the AFC West if you're yeah, going to use that argument. Because the last time I checked, you and I both had the same record for the Chiefs. Guess who the Chiefs have? Andy Reid. Guess who the Chiefs have? The top five O line in football. Packers don't have Andy Reid. I will take they the Packers have... running backs. I will take the Packers defense, and I might take regular season regular season Aaron Rodgers over regular season Pat Mahomes. Not with that offense. Anyway, we're gonna get into that later on because mm-hmm. we got two teams to run through real quick. Lions, yeah, my just, seven win let's team. Just get the Bears out the way, bro. Okay, fine. We could talk about the Bears. I have them two and fifteen. <laughs> no faith in them. No. Why would I ever have faith in a team that's field can't even be kept up into shape? The Chiefs went in and played them in preseason, and there were reports that Soldier Field was not even kept right. So it's no—I mean, it's no wonder that they are horrible. Like, not even the facility members care. Anyway, two and fifteen, your two wins coming at home against the Texans in Week Three, and then on the road in Atlanta. All right, my That's four, it. my four for them: week three, Texans; week six, Commanders; week Fair. ten, week ten, Lions. Okay, and then week eighteen, Vikings. God, you're insane for that. Anyway, Bears. Regardless, oh, I'm insane, but the Bears, Lions are gonna go nine and eight. The Lions are gonna go seven and ten, like yeah, I have. You, 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 you came back down to earth, which I respect a lot. Anyway. Uh, we can both agree that the Bears will not have a successful season. Yes, no. Okay, there we go. <laughs> All right, Lions, last team in this division. Their seven wins with their great offensive line, great head coach in Dan Campbell, second half wide receiver in Jamison Williams, added DJ Chark, and they drafted Aiden Hutchison two overall. So they got better in the positions that mattered. Wide receiver and pass rush, also O-line. So 
I had the Lions as a seven-win team this year. I have them potentially, like Justin said, winning nine games. And yes, that's right. Jackson Shank has the Detroit Lions possibly winning nine games. Okay. Right? I, I Seriously, there is a chance for this team to do that, and it could come down to, what, two, three games? Yeah, two games. It's two games on the second half of the schedule that I actually think, you know what? Could happen. Could happen. And I had them them happening before. So let's get into this. Uh, They're seven wins. At home against the Commanders. At home against the Seahawks. On the road in Chicago. On the road against the Giants. At home to Jacksonville. On the road at MetLife against the Jets. At home against the Bears. They have two games on their schedule where Jackson possibly goes a little nuts actually three three games okay week five against new england now don't get me wrong bill belichick bill belichick bill belichick you're in new england you're talking about a team that plays for pride have you been watching hard knocks or are you gonna watch hard knocks when it comes out dan campbell's frit he's firing me up dude he i'm telling you that man could get me running through a wall you want to talk about a pride game week nine against the packers watch out Watch the mm-hmm. Lions at home. It's crazy. Division rival at home. Right. Detroit Lions versus Green Bay Packers. Division rival at home. Yeah, I know. And now it's you're not gonna, too crazy to think now, about. And now okay? you're going to reference the <laughs> your pick uh, with the Bears. I know a game where there's a division rival <laughs> yep. at home that yeah. they could potentially also, win because it's also a match. On the, Also on the road, Week 16, Carolina. I have them winning that game. Right. Yeah. I don't think Carolina's going to be that good. That's not Exa- that crazy. Okay. So possible nine-win ceiling. They win two of those three games? Two of those three games. Patriots in week five on the road. That's ha- that's going to be the harder one. That's going to be, be one of the hardest ones. And I t- I'd say two out of three are unrealistic. One is yeah. realistic. Well, I'll tell you a game that anyway. I think... I think Here, I'll get into it. I agree for the most part. Commanders, they're going to beat the Commanders. Going to beat the Seahawks. Okay, you only have them one win less than me. Oh, I know. So I'm not like crazy well, no, but, the Lions. So, I just so think the they have a... I just no, 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 think no, no. The they have a positive no, record the, the is The difference is... This is my ceiling for the Lions. Okay, this is like fine. this is this is I'm wow, thinking this is the best really? football they play. Your ceiling is nine and eight. I think six yeah. and eleven is the ceiling of the Lions. And let me let me break it down for okay, you. Okay, fine. I think they beat the Commanders. I think they beat the Seahawks. Um, I have them losing to the Bears week ten at home. I have them beating the Giants on the road. That's a tough game. I was actually pretty fair with that. They're I think they're going to lose to the Jaguars fairly. I think they're going to beat the Vikings week fourteen. But that's very easily they could lose that game. Very easily they could lose that game. That's that's me being generous to them. I think they're going to lose to the Jets at home. I think they're going to beat the Panthers, but like I said, also could go two different ways. You have them losing to the Panthers, so there's that. And then I have them beating the Bears. I think that's pretty set in stone. They'll beat the Bears at home. They'll sweep them. Or no, they'll split with them, I mean. So I'm actually being pretty generous with a couple games there, and not in a good way because if they, I think they realistically could lose that, and that's the difference between 4-13 and and 6-11. and I think I was being pretty fair. Uh, I do like Dan Campbell, but... Jared Goff really is not that guy. I don't think he's going to will you into a lot of games. Jamison Williams is going to come back the second half. That's why I have them kind of picking up a couple games that I don't think they normally would. Uh, that defense is beefed up, but it's still not very great. Top top five offensive line. However, DeAndre Swift is not. He's a great running back, but I don't think I don't, he's a workhorse. Oh, and that top F, that top oh, that's where you're wrong. I do not think that's DeAndre Swift wrong. can be a 100% of the carries you know, over three hundred carries kind of guy. I don't think I don't think his longevity will maybe, be maybe maybe not week to week, but here's the thing. He's he plays well in the passing game. And number yeah, two that's that's, his, that's I his saw him 
in a game that went overtime last year with the Steelers be the workhorse back. Twenty, he had like twenty three carries in the game, had over a hundred yards, had a touchdown. Right, he can grit and grind, especially with a better offensive line this year. Now, I don't know if they're top five, but I did say they were a top offensive line. In my yeah, notes. they have. They have. No, no, no. I agree right. with Panay Sewell. That no doubt they have a top eight offensive yeah. line. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So we can, you know. We can, we can kind of agree on the Lions. We agree on the Lions. I just think you're agreeing, like, too much. Fine. Fine. Like, nine wins is a little, little yeah. crazy. Go over it again. 13-4 and four Vikings for me. 11-6 Packers. 10 or 7-10. and 10. Whoa, <laughs> that almost slipped out. 7-10 <laughs> Lions. 2-15 and 15 Chicago Bears. Yeah, I got 12-5 and five Packers. 11-6 and six Vikings. 6-11 and 11 Lions. 4-13 and 13 Bears. All right. Well, that is the NFC North, and those are our predictions. This is going to be an all-NFL episode because we've got the NFL Top 100 that just came out, and Justin and I are going to talk a little bit on this. First, let's go over some newcomers this year. This whole list came out. Wow, it's like 20, 30 players. I'm going to rattle off real quick. Kirk Cousins, David Montgomery, Jimmy Ward, C.D. Lamb, Justin Tucker, Vaughn Miller, Tyron Smith, Kyle Pitts, OBJ, Jonathan Allen, Denzel Ward, Mac Jones, Roquan Smith, Wyatt Teller, Kenny Moore, James Conner, Rashawn Slater, Darius Slay, Brian Burns, Anton Winfield Jr., Cordero Patterson, Derek Carr, Jalen Waddell, Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, Joel Batonio, uh, Matthew Judon, Micah Hyde, Devondre Campbell, Robert Quinn, Austin Eckler, Jordan Poyer, Dak Prescott, Derwin James, Joe Mixon, Kevin Byard, Mark Andrews, Matt Stafford, Nick, Mos- Nick Bosa, Jamar Chase, Trayvon Diggs, Joe Burrow, Debo Samuel, Micah Parsons, Cooper Cup, and Jonathan Taylor. Wow. Good job, bro. That and let's look let's look at this. Uh what? How many of them were rookies? We have three rookies. One, two, no, four. four rookies. Four? Yep. Yeah. You got Micah Parsons, Mac Jones, Jamar Chase, and one more. Who am I thinking of? Oh, Kyle Pitts. Four. And Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs is we not do? a rookie. He's not? No. Oh, wow, I'm tripping. Okay, Freaking he was just amateur. irrelevant until this year. Yeah, well, yeah, he got <laughs> he got torched like burnt toast his rookie year. Yeah, okay. And then he got torched like burnt toast his but second year. He just happened to have yeah. 11, 11 interceptions. Yeah. Okay. You know, what's, you know what's crazy, actually, since we're talking about him? Sure. Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard. Sorry. Xavier Howard had 10 interceptions, not this year, but the year prior. Yeah. No one talked about it. Trayvon Diggs gets 11, and he's a... Top 10 player, oh my god, prime time, second coming yeah. of Deion Sanders, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah. It's simply because he's a Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. You can't convince me otherwise. It's so uh, that's so yeah. annoying. Yeah, Zavin Howard well. is eons better than Trayvon Diggs as a cornerback. Let's let's break down like let's let's break down like the top twenty. What do you say? I'm I'm, I'm for that. So twentieth overall, JC Jackson. Solid. I can respect that. I think right. you know what's actually I want to say about J.C. Jackson. I think he's a good player. I think he's gonna he's gonna have a little bit of down year with the Chargers because I think a lot of it had to do with the scheme. The Patriots always have top corners, always, no matter whom it is. And he's well, a perfect example. He's a UDFA. Not only that, you have Derwin James in your secondary now too, so you have competition, and mm-hmm. those interceptions are going to go elsewhere. Okay, Debo Samuel at nineteen. Respect it. I'm cool with that. As long as he's he's, he's up there for wide receivers. Yeah, so one, I think two, I think it's interesting three, that he's above um guys like DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and Terry McLaurin. Four or five. 
dude. I think it's funny that you say that. DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin didn't even make the list. Yeah, by the way, pretty ridiculous. Kyle Uzcheck, a fullback, made the list. Okay, well, we can get into snubs later. But, buddy, you remember on our wide receivers on the move talk? Guess who I picked of those three? Debo. Debo freaking Samuel. That's because the kid is talented. And remember, the list is made by the peers. Okay, and one and two. DK and Terry did not have near the year that. No, I know they didn't. They didn't. I just it's it's curious to see him as a top twenty player in the entire league, and I the think likes, it's, I think it's because of, of his ability to play different positions. Yeah, I think I think his versatility definitely yeah. helps with that. It's it's player voted too, so they definitely will. He just got that dog in him. He top yeah. twenty. Shaq Leonard tops the no. He's actually second among linebackers to one Michael Which is, Parsons. This is kind of annoying because Shaq Leonard, aka Darius Leonard is a prototypical linebacker, whereas Micah Parsons is considered a linebacker, but he is an edge rusher. So I, I kind of hate that the the player listings, like it doesn't specify between edge. Like I bet you if you look, Von Miller's a linebacker. Um, Aaron Donald's considered a defensive tackle. Okay, yeah, TJ Watt, perfect example, linebacker. He's an edge rusher, but it's just, I hate that they don't have, they need to make like a position because technically well, like, speaking, they list him as outside linebacker. Yeah, but well, it yeah. just says LB. It doesn't say like, Okay, well his okay, well his technical position is outside linebacker. But anyway, I know it's it's a fourth U scheme. I get it, but yeah. So yeah, J Jeff at seventeen, and I find this real interesting because guess who's above him? Reek Tyreek Hill, and that's where that's where I love the list is the respect among the players. Now it is it is both a blessing and a curse because J Jeff's insane. Like I think he's one of the best one of most talented wide receivers in all the league, but. Tyreek just commands so much every play. Like yeah. I don't think anyone can run down the field forty yards every play and command two people all the time like Tyreek can. And that's just why Tyreek Hill's fifteen and no, J Jeff is I just think it's a little crazy to have J Jeff at seventeen and then have Cooper Cup at four, Devontae Adams at seven. Let's and, and Tyreek Hill at fifteen. I think if if you're gonna put J Jeff Gotta put him top ten, dude. Gotta put him. Top okay, but they're so that's so juiced in the top ten. And here's the thing: let's 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 skip forward because they're you know, as much as Trent Williams, Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, Miles Garrett are all relevant. Let's get to the top ten. Okay, Travis Kelsey at ten, top rated uh, tight end in the league, as it should be. Love that man. Drafted him in fantasy. <sighs> oh, I dra- I'm so I drafted hyped. him. I drafted him um, last year, and then I flipped him, but I forget for what. Oh, you traded. Well, because I got. Well, I needed running backs, man. I'm pretty sure I Fair got. Enough. Fair oh, enough. Oh, I think I got um, DeAndre Swift and what's his name, receiver Steelers. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. That's not the worst. That's not. The, yeah, that's actually not that bad. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we can we can talk fantasy later. Uh, Jalen Ramsey at nine, highest ranked corner, for good reasons. He's Jalen freaking Ramsey. Could make the argument top five. I don't. I don't think you can. Jalen Ramsey's just that guy. The thing with Jalen Ramsey I, is a lot of casuals will look at the stats and be like, well, he doesn't do much. Yeah, that's because that's his job. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't want a corner to fill up the stat sheet. Like, less, the, Honestly, in my opinion, less interceptions for a corner, the better. Because that means nobody's testing. That's why. Why do you think Trayvon Diggs has 11 interceptions? Because he let up over 1,000 yeah, yards in pass coverage. Because they're throwing the ball his yeah, way. They're targeting him. Pat Mahomes at 8. This hurts me. Purely because... He had Tyreek Hill interception inflation this year across the stat sheet. Mm, and poor Patrick. Mm. Well, 
honest to God, I think if he wins the Super Bowl, he's number one. Or if he makes it to the Super Bowl, yeah. he's well, top five. I mean, he's five. still got a lot of respect there. Oh, no, yeah. he's top three. Mm, he's the third best quarterback. That's interesting. Yeah, because two-time MVP Aaron Rodgers yeah, is Yeah, we could talk about that in a couple seconds. I don't yeah. know how I feel about mm-hmm. a certain thing. And then we'll, t- we'll talk about the top guy. Yeah. Uh, defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, is at six. I, I skipped over Tay fair. Adams. He's the second highest wide receiver at seven. Sorry. Jonathan Taylor at five, which, by the way, I don't know if we'd be having any type of discussion about Jonathan Taylor if Derrick Henry was healthy for the full season. No, that's not true. We would definitely still be... T- JT, I know, but he wouldn't JT be this high. He would not be this high. No, he would still be this high. It would just be that Derrick Henry would be higher than him, most likely. Okay. All right. That would probably... If, if Derrick Henry were healthy, Travis Kelsey gets, gets kicked out of the top ten, probably. Mm, okay. Okay, you're hurt. You're no, but I, I, that's honestly it's Kels, bro. It's Kels, but it's King Henry. A lot of ifs. And you got to talk about the year that he has too. We don't know. He was looking pretty good before he got hurt, though. He really was. You talking about Derrick Henry? Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 That's he what I'm looking, saying. He was that's looking. He could have so been like number one. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. not gonna. That's not gonna discredit Jonathan Taylor's yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. it's just gonna move. Okay. Look, basically, it's gonna move everyone from top five below down one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, you that's see what fair. I'm saying? That's there? fair. That's fair. Now here's here's where I get real interesting because you look at the best statistical season on paper by a wide receiver in a long time. Actually, no, ever, ever. Yeah, ever. ever. Why is Cooper Cup at four? This is yeah. this is this is the this is the double edged sword that is the players voting this. Okay, it's exactly like mm, I want to say it's like the MVP, but the MVP like. It's hard to have the it's MVP hard of the because it's not be top three. R- well, yeah, that at that for one, and by the way, that happened in 2018. Guess who else was four? Pat Mahomes won MVP. Mm. Well, wow. right, but mm, it's so it's MVP? so Taylor it's so tailored to it's so tailored to quarterbacks the MVP races because why the best season of a wide receiver ever? Why is this guy not top one? Why is he not one? He wasn't even ranked last year. He came back, played with Stafford, finally got a quarterback that can throw him the ball. Cooper Cup had the best wide receiver season ever. One Super Bowl MVP. What are we doing not putting him at one, guys? Why? Because we respect Tom Brady, number one. Yes, he's the GOAT, but he didn't do what Cooper Cup did this year. Yes, he's 45, still slinging the rock, but he didn't win MVP. He lost to Cooper Cup's team. Yeah, yeah. And and then another one too. You got Aaron Donald at two. T.J. Watt had a better season than Aaron Donald. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care that it's Aaron Donald. If we're talking about the top 100 players of the season, if we want to talk about all time or top 100 currently active NFL players, it's a different story. Yeah, Tom Brady should be one. Yeah, Aaron Donald probably should be two. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers probably should be three. But with that said, it's a seasonal thing, and T.J. Watt damn near broke the single season sack record. Yeah, he tied it. Yeah. Like in less game or yeah, no in the same played, amount of no, games in the no, same no, no, amount of games yeah yeah he, he no he had the same amount of sacks as him through like fourteen games and then he got hurt no 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 yeah and that's why because we have more weeks this year he actually played the same amount of games Michael Strand played yeah or, no I'm pretty sure he did I'm pretty sure he tied it, was, it with less I'm pretty sure it might have been sorry that's Lawrence Taylor yeah wrong Giants wrong, no it's all uh, good no no yeah. no it was it was Michael Strand you're right twenty two point five Strand. I remember because he beat uh, Mark Astineau, former Jet, off of some BS, if you ask me. Should not have been a sack. They gave it to him. It's a rigged award, just so you know. 
Oh no, he actually played one less game. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He played wow, one less game yeah. than Tyler. He got Holy hurt. Holy cow, Justin Houston in 24. Dude, a Kansas City yeah. Chief is so, top two. Listen, top if anyway, TJ Watt was healthy and played one, he he played one less game than Strahan and tied it. If he was healthy, he breaks the record, no doubt. Especially especially if he knows he's about to break the record. That's why it's a shame he got hurt. So you really tell me he's four worse than Aaron Donald? Or three players worse than Aaron Donald? No, come on. Hey, well, Watt. Aaron Donald can go at six, still be respectable. Yeah, and T.J. Watt can go yeah. at two. Well, I would still, I would, if if this were me, I sure. would do, I would do. Cooper Cup one, T.J. Watt two, Aaron Donald three, okay, Aaron Rodgers four, um, Tom Brady five probably. No, I, I think I think I would drop Tom Brady to like eight probably. Okay, he didn't have that good of a year. He really didn't. I mean, he, he was in the he had a good, race. No, he, he had, had a good MVP year. Race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me, let me and look. almost came back from 28 to 3 to, uh, or it was like 27 to 3. Yeah. Well, let's see. In the NFC Championship. Tom Brady threw 43 touchdowns to 12 interceptions last year. Don't look at Mahomes' stats for this, bro. Mahomes threw 37, but he threw, oh, well, Tom Brady did throw for over 5,000 yards. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tom Brady's, uh, uh, t- I'll keep Tom Brady top three, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Tom Brady could be top three. I'll put him three. Yeah. I'll put, I would put, Fine. Cooper Respect Cup one, is still there. T.J. Watt two, Tom Brady three, Aaron Donald. F- no, you Aaron had you had a uh, you had. It's irrelevant, sorry. but I'm just yeah, saying yeah, I would yeah. put had, I would put you had Cup, I would put TJ, Cup, Aaron TJ. Donald, Aaron Rodgers, Brady. That's your top five. Yeah, you got to put the yeah. MVP above him just for the season. Yeah, Even no, though I, yeah, Tom Brady season. had a better season than Aaron Rodgers, so yeah. Well, there's here last last thing before we before we just say goodbye to this list. What are these like last three guys? David Montgomery, Kirk Cousins, Kyle Uzcheck. Are Why they just thrown in there coming? for the hell of it? They had to have been. Do you mean to tell me a fullback is a top one hundred player in the league? He's probably the only active fullback in the league. Okay, most of the time it's just tight ends. And then you have you, then you have Terry McLaurin, not on the list. DK Metcalf, not on the list. And you know who else? And call me a homer. Where is Creed Humphrey? Second rated, second highest rated center, allowed one sack this year. What does a man got to do at the center position to to make the list? Jason Kelsey's on there. Why isn't Creed? Anyway, voted on by the players. Anyway, give him give him another year. Creed will be like seventieth. Seventy uh, yeah. is I I. I I really do believe that. Let's where where was Jason Kelsey this year? Seventy one. Like, bruh. Yeah, it's just honestly, there's not a lot of linemen on this list to even begin with. Well, that's yeah. Like, well, Trent Williams is fourteen, but that's Trent Williams. Yeah, and then I think the next tackle. lineman is yeah. they're scattered in here, kind of. Yeah, there's there's a few. There's Zach Martin for the Cowboys. He's a guard. Okay, um, Corey Lindsey was sixty. <laughs> what? A center. Interesting. The Chargers center? Yeah. He was at 60. <sighs> Tristan Wirfs was at 41. What? No, Tristan Wirfs is good. He's but not that good. Dude, how did Creed not make the list? That pisses me off. Yeah, there's man. a lot of th- anyway. There's a lot of a lot of weird ones up here. I guess, but hey, I that's say. that's the beauty of it being voted on by the players. It's positive and negative. But yeah, that's that's the NFL top 100. So, 
If you guys have made it this far in the episode, Justin and I really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for listening. We are going to continue to finish this content on the divisional rounds. And we're going to have one episode thrown in throughout next week where we break down a lot of stuff MLB. So make sure to stay tuned for that. We're going to talk Team USA, J-Rod's contract, all, all stuff MLB. And we may have a little guest on the podcast. So stay tuned for who that is. But that is all for now. So for Justin Valenzuela, my name is Jackson Shank. We will see you all next time. Peace.